Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Christmas Big Talk Radio. This is Reverend Ray. Amen. Um, today I am doing a pre-recorded broadcast on Friday Night Joy. This is something we did five years ago. It's been five years now. So I'm hoping and praying that everything is coming out good on it. I don't particularly have a topic, but I just want to listen to a message and play some music. And um, we are not only playing music, but we are also uh, 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 giving you a word. Amen. Before we get started with that, I want to remind you about weekly pro- broadcasts. His Abounding Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work with Reverend Pat Randall is Thursday at 12 noon. Friday Night Joy, I do that. Amen. And Friends, it's every Friday at 7 p.m. In fact, next Friday, we have a uh, guest on Prophet. Tori Knox will be with us, Amen. Awesome woman of God, Amen. The bread of life, man, is every. It's on Sundays. It's the the first and the fourth Sunday, Amen. Challenge to change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcasts are as follows: Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bowling the Beautiful with Reverend Novena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month, Amen, at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover with the Body of One, Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson, is every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, with myself, Elston Green, Cleopas Malone, Antonio Mitchell is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. A weekly prayer uh, this Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. That's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. The number is 641-715-3580. That's this code is 732-49. I also want to invite you to go to our website and check us out on whenchristianspeak.com. We have a little bit more information about the different hosts. We are still in the process of updating it. Also, if you'd like to sow a seed or a donation into the ministry, you can do so by going to winchristianspeak.com and clicking on the Donate Now button. Amen. We are listed as a 501c3 company, so all donations you can be used as, ca- as um, tax deduction. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Amen. On this Friday Night Joy five years ago. Amen. God bless. God bless. And God bless. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
things that God can do. You know, we want to have fun and we just want to man. God is so good. He's so good. He's so good. You can reach me at this number. 
I was looking at Second Chronicles uh, two and twenty. Amen. And uh, I want to start there because they're talking about Jehoshaphat, man, and some of the things that took place, took place when um, he was he was uh, about to come come against a huge army, you know, that he knew how to go to God. And and and, and the thing about this whole story is that he was able to obey what God said to do. You know, you know, he was able to listen, and, and he didn't only do it for himself, but he got the people involved too. Amen. 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 Listen again. You can give me a you can give me a, a, a chat out if you like. I'm online right now, or you can give me a call at one eight eight four eight one eight eight four eight eight six seven seven two. I'm your host, Reverend Ray. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I am good, man. God is so good to me. You know, when I begin to look back over my life and after all the things that have that I've been through, things that I've faced, and sickness, you know, and everything, God has kept me, man. He has loved me. <laughs> he has loved on me, and He do. If He do that for me, He'll do it for you too. Amen. Bless God, man. Amen. Let's see. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and um, read. Start reading the scripture. Second Chronicles. Um, verse 20, verse 1, it says, It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and and with them them other besieged the Am- beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There come, uh, cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazamatah, <laughs> which is which is Ingade, okay? You guys can call and tell me, correct me on the pronunciation of those words, okay? But bless God anyway. We're moving on. Um, and, yeah, listen, before I go any further, the thing that I liked about that section is that they came, somebody came and told Joseph, man, there's a, a great multitude, an uh, army coming against you beyond the Sea of Syria, and they meant to do you harm. You know, have you ever had somebody that bring you bad news, man, and it just overwhelms you, you know? Or like somebody, they coming to get you. They come to not only get you, but they also come to get everybody that, that knows you, everybody you could connected to, everybody that's a part of your life. See, they not only come in, but they come in, man, and they, they come in full, full force, you know? And, and I guess the, the question that I mean the warning was the, the the person was sounding the warning, but at the same time there had to be some apprehension about what was taking place. There had to be some fear. It was like, what we gonna do now? You know, because and, and we get get involved with later scriptures because you know the, the dude had to like, man, in the way in the world, dude, I don't see you, you know, surviving this one, man. There's too many of them, you know. It's like about three, four armies and then some. It's coming. I said, we, you know, we all about a few of us. You know, we may be able to fight a few, but we know where the way we can be all of them, you know. But this is this is what I I like about uh, this, this 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 book and this chapter right here. It says verse three says, and Joseph had feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast through all all Judah. Now Joseph was the king, and he was the ruler and stuff like that, and he had enough sense, you know, to fear. Yeah, okay, you know, the Proclaim a fast. Look, let me do it again. He doesn't fear, set himself 
to seek the Lord and proclaim him faith. Yeah, there was fear, no doubt. <laughs> you got that many people, that many armies, and that many people coming to destroy you, to kill you, to destroy everything that God has given you. Yeah, there could be some fear. But one thing he did, even in the midst of that fear, he set himself up to seek the Lord. He did enough sense, you know what? I know that I ain't going to be able to do this by myself. Let me go and seek after God. And then he proclaimed a fast through all Judah. And look, verse 4 said, And Judah gathered himself together to ask help of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And it said, Joseph had stood, verse 5 said, Joseph had stood in the congregation of Judah at Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And, and this is what he said. He said, O Lord, our God, our Father, are not thou the God in heaven? He began to avouch God, man. God, you are the God in heaven. And then he said, And rulest not there, not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen in thine hand. Is there not power and might so that none is able to stay? Look, look, God, I know that there's a great army coming towards me. I know that this army is powerful and mighty and got all sorts of stuff to God. But you, God, you, Lord Jesus, you are, you, <laughs> you are the, the Lord, the God of our fathers. The God is in heaven. And you rule over all the kingdoms in the, of the heaven. Of, of the heaven. Amen. It's just that, um, he said this, standing in front of all the people in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Just take a, I, I, I don't know whatever happened, now, but can, can you imagine our president or a member of Congress or Senate standing in the in the congregation and making that acclamation to God and vouching God, you know, about North Korea, about any of these other countries <laughs> that's really to do them in or come out to them in any kind of way. Can you imagine what would take place? So they, he, Joseph vouched God to the point. He said, Joseph had stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord our Father, O Lord God our Father, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heaven kingdoms of the heathen, and in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee. Look, God, you got the power and you got the might. You got the power and the might to help us overcome this thing. I'm I'm coming to you, you know. I've already proclaimed the fast, you know, and I've already set myself to seek after you. That means I'm turning everything away, you know. <laughs> I don't want to eat no food. God, until I hear from you, until you give me some instructions, until you tell me what to do, or you send your angels, a host of angels, or one angels, because one angel you know, will do, can do some damage to you, but whatever you do, God, just send your, send your help. All right? Listen, it says um, in verse 7, it says that, and, and are, not, are, are not thou our God who did drive out the inhabitants this land before the, that people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham, that friend bear forever. He reminded God of the of the Abraham um, covenant. He said, aren't you the same God that did this? you the same God that delivered um, Israel out of the hands of the Egyptians and brought us this far. you the same God that did, can do this. you the same God that have, a, have, a, have the power and the might and nobody's able to stand in your hand. you the same God that's over all the kingdoms of the heathen and everything. You, uh, all the earth is yours. The cattle of a thousand years, everything belongs to you. Everything belongs to you. Verse 8 says, And they dwelt therein and have built the sanctuary therein for that name, saying, If if when evil comes upon us as a sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house 
and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our afflictions that thou will hear and help. Man, man, what is Joseph saying? He said, listen, God, they built a temple. They built the city. They built this evidence, land that you gave us, so that we would stand right here in front of this temple and begin to cry out to you and say that you are the God God. You are a deliverer. Can you imagine if we, uh, again, if, if those elected officials, you know, the president, whoever they may, began to do the same thing? What kind of country we would be in right now? You know, you know, what, you know how great. You know, they're talking about sequestered and talking about money and talking about job. What God would begin to do for the people of God? You know, just because the leader and stuff is going on that way and stuff. You know. Just because the leaders are being obedient, the leaders are listening, amen. Listen, let's read on. Let's read on. We're going to get to some some joy in a minute, man. It says, verse 9 says, uh, let's go to verse, yeah, verse 9. And it says that if if when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in that presence. For thy name is in this house and cry unto thee in our affliction. Then Thou will hear and help. God, I know you're going to hear because this is about your namesake. If you don't do anything after all you did for us and bringing us out of Egypt and chasing them and having us out, you know, out of the land and giving us to possess the land, then here comes somebody else, another Pharaoh type of person, a Pharaohs, because there was more than one kingdom that was coming, thinking that they're going to destroy and take, kick us out of this land, God, you know. And, and, and then verse 10 says, And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel evade. These are the same people you told us not to bother. You know, when we come across, you said, don't go into that land. Don't bother them. In fact, we had to go around them and everything. When Continuing with the scripture, it says, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them. Now, God, you asked us, you said, we got to turn from them and we can't destroy them. Verse 11 says, Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of that, of that possession, with, which has given us to inherit. Look, God, we didn't destroy them. We, are, we listened to you. We moved on. We didn't mess with their stuff, you know, because you said not to and everything. And now here they go and stuff like that. They decided they could come in to chase us out of something that you gave us, that something that belongs to you, God. Something that belongs to you. Something you gave us as an inheritance. They decided to get their heads together, which is what they really do. They get their heads together, man. And they begin to, you know, even in workplaces, man, they begin to form lies and all kinds of stuff. They decided to get their head together and say, you know what? Yeah, we got, we got them now. There's so many of us. We're going to scare them out of the city. <laughs> We're going to scare them out of the city. We're going to scare them out of the city. So he said, look at that. He said, now they're coming come to invade us. Then they come to take over. Amen. Amen. Before I go on, I want to just uh, share with you right now that you're listening to Reverend Ray. The name of the show is When Christus Speaks. Amen. Amen. Give me a holler uh, through the chat line or give me a call, 888-488-6772. God bless you. Now, let's go on. Let's continue. There's some, there's some good stuff, man. Oh, man, I'm, 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 I'm eating now today. It says, um, Okay, verse 11 says, Behold, I say how they reward to come to cast us out of thy possession from which thou has given us to inherit. Um, verse uh, 12 says, O, o our God, which will thou not judge them? Now, God, 
Are you not going to judge them? Domestic? Look, you know they had to be talking junk to y'all. Come on now. They were probably talking all kinds of mess because they, that, that you know, that pride and everything. They got all these different armies and they got probably all kinds of uh, 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 chariots and horses and everything come. You know, they maybe probably had, they probably had some new inventions that they were going to try out. Man, they was going to help. They were going to beat these boys silly. They were going to destroy them. They were all overconfident. You know, they did somewhere, you know, this is the part that bothers me. Somewhere they forgot about what God did for the church of Israel. Somewhere they forgot or somebody didn't tell them what happened with Pharaoh and stuff like that when they decided <laughs> to cross the Red Sea. Someone didn't tell them that. Someone didn't tell them, you know, all the different things that took place about Joshua and, uh, uh, and the walls of Jericho. They, someone maybe... It wasn't written down, or you know, it wasn't part of their history, you know. But it's just, I, I believe there had to be somebody say, <laughs> "Look down, this is God's people." I mean, I know that they, you know, have strayed away a little bit, but you know, I don't know where we should be going against this like that. I remember, even though it's not, I remember what they did to the Egyptians, but nothing, man, nothing. They, I guess, they didn't count God's people as being God's people. All right, amen. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on. It says, verse twenty says, "Oh God, okay." Verse twenty, verse twenty twelve says, "Oh God, without not judge them, for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes, listen, our eyes are upon thee. Our eyes, God, are upon. Thee. We don't know what to do." We don't know what to say. We can't give them enough stuff to buy our the all we can do, God, is depend on you. This is talking about faith right now. I ask upon you, God. We're gonna look towards the hills where comes our help. And we know that our help comes from the Lord. We're gonna look at you. And you're gonna decide what's gonna happen next, God. You, only you. Our eyes are upon you, God. Our eyes are upon thee. Our eyes are upon thee. Verse 13 says, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, the wives, and their children. Listen, this is all of Judah. The little ones, you know the men were there, okay? But then the Bible went on specifically to name the little ones, like with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Every child that was born, every man, boy, girl, woman, was studied. All of Judah stood before the Lord. A whole host of the, the, the whole nation. Stood before God, you know, and begin to to begin to inquire of God, you know, begin to be. Listen, this is another example of a people being on one accord. Again, I say again, what would take place if the people that are called by God's name all across the board, you know, get on one accord, not based off of uh, uh, religion and anything like that, but if you're a child of the Most High God, get on one accord and one focus and everything. What would take place? What kind of miracles would take place? What kind of move of the Holy Spirit would take, take place? What kind of deliverance would take place? What kind of prayer, what kind of praise would take place? You know, what kind of great country this would be that would take place, but not just in the country, in the whole world, you know, that would take place, man. You're talking about a great awakening of the Holy Spirit being revealed and people crying out to Jesus. You're talking about people being healed of AIDS and all kinds of things. If we all just on one accord, regardless of our race, still before the Lord, with our little ones and our wives and our children, as as men, <laughs> praying to the, the Most High God, saying to Him, God, okay, you know, I don't know what to do, but there's one thing I do know. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna seek after you. I'm gonna turn my eyes towards you, God. That's what I'm gonna do. I know that the, that 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 what's what I see is overwhelming, but I believe that you're gonna help me through this. So I gotta stay focused. Amen. I gotta stay focused. Let's read on. Amen. Let's read on. It says that uh, I forgot my place. Okay, and all the Judah stood. Okay, uh, verse fourteen. Then upon then upon Jezreel, the son of Zechariah, the son of ben, Benaniah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, and Levi, the son of Asher, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Look, the spirit of the Lord fell on him in the midst of the congregation. Of all the congregation gathered together, the little ones, the wives, and the children, and all of them decided, look, God, we don't know what to do, but, but our eyes are upon you. And all of the congregation, the ones, it was Jehoshaphat, decided to claim a day of fasting, you know, and to seek out the Lord, they claim then through a fast, they turned down the plate. Here he go. Here, 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 said. here what he said. He said that verse he said that um, he said, how can he, all Judah, he, and he inhabits the Jerusalem. Amen. This is um, uh, uh, this is uh, the, the prophet speaking there. He said, thus said the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God. Can I read that again, man? you mind if I read it again? Thank you very much. He said, How can he all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou king Jehoshaphat? Listen, I'm talking to every single person that's here. I want you to know one thing. This God got a word just for you. It's going to come directly to you. It's coming to all the people. But everyone's going to feel the same thing. I want you to know, I don't want there to be any doubt whatsoever. Thus said the Lord. Listen, I didn't say this, I didn't make this up, but God, is, his spirit is becoming, has dwelt upon me, he's shining me, and I can't help it. It's like fire, shut up in my butt. I got to tell you something, I got to tell you something, I got to tell you this, thus said the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. Listen, and this, they got the numbers. Yes, there's about four or five kings that's coming. Yes, they're talking big time junk. You know, yes, they got probably some new type of weapons and everything going on, and they're doing, they, they're the, the, and yes, you look favorable upon them when you bypass them according to my beat. And now this is the way they report. I already know all this. But thus said the Lord, be not afraid or dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God. Listen, the thing that you have to remember, he's telling the people of God right now, to the Joseph, listen, they're not just coming against you. But they're coming against my covenant that I made with you. You know, they're coming against everything that I stand for. They're coming to the point where they just totally disregard who I am, the creator. I'm Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Ra. They, they disregarded all that. And they know, you know, I believe that they knew who, who, these, who the children of Israel was and Jehoshaphat and the relationship that God had with them. But I believe for whatever reason, the enemy, remember we all, well, a few weeks ago we talked about spiritual warfare. I believe that it, being in high places, I believe the enemy just overtook them and made them stupid for a minute. <laughs> and made them stupid for a minute, you know, to the point where it's like, yeah, we got this. If we come with all this and a bag of chips, ain't no way in the world God be able to stand this, man. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, um, my name is Reverend Ray. The name of the show is When Christians Speak. With the, the day is Friday Night Joy, and we're talking about Jehoshaphat. Amen. You can reach me at 888-488-6772. Broadcast live on a Friday in the Washington, D.C. area. God bless you, and you also can reach me on chat. Amen.
God bless. Now, let's let's move on. Amen. And he says, um, okay, uh, verse verse uh, sixteen. Then this is what this is what the prophet, this is what the guy told Jehazariah told him to do. He said, "Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of this, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruiah." Now listen. God is giving them specific instructions. He's telling them where the enemy is going to be. He's telling them what the enemy is going to be, you know, at particular <laughs> at the time, at the place, you know, and everything. They could be by the brook, you know, or he had you go by the cliff of Zia, you should find them at the end of the brook before the witness of Jura. This is where they're going to be. You know, then the enemy, the enemy had no idea that God just told on them. You know, God just revealed to the to to their enemy, to the children of Israel, exactly where they were going to be. Now He just told them that the battle is not yours. You know, you know, and don't be don't be dismayed by the reason of this. In other words, don't be discouraged. Don't be don't be afraid. No, don't be shaking in your boots. <laughs> you know, don't because it's not your battle. In fact, what I'm going to do, I want you to go tomorrow. Don't go tonight. Now, go tomorrow. Go ye down against them. All right, and behold, they come up the cliff. By the cliff of the, you should find them at the end of the book, before the wilderness of Jerusalem. And then verse 17 says, you should not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand he still, and see the salvation of the Lord, of the Lord with you. Can I say that again? You should not need to fight in this battle. Some of us need to hear that right now. We don't need to fight in this battle. You know, all we got to do is give it over to the Lord, you know, because it's not our battles anyway. And the only thing we got to do, the, 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 the key word he said right here is stand he still. That's what we got to do. I will come in and set yourself. You know, get, gird yourself up like a man or gird yourself up like the, well, who, who you are in Christ Jesus. Right? Set yourself. Okay? Stand he still and see. You know, set yourself, gird yourself up, get yourself together, stand still, and then open your eyes and see the salvation of the Lord with you. That's the word there, with you. See, the salvation of the Lord with you. You ain't got to fight. And then he says, Set your, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, Jerusalem, fear not. Nor, I can't hear that word again. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord would be with you. Tomorrow, tomorrow, not tonight, <laughs> but tomorrow, you go, you go ahead and go out against them. Okay? For the Lord will be with you, you know. But first, before you go out, make sure you set yourself, <laughs> stand still, and see the salvation, man. And see the salvation. See the salvation. And Jehoshaphat, verse, and Jehoshaphat, verse 20, 18 says, and Je, uh, 2 Je, says, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. Ah, here comes worship. And all of Judah and the heavens of, of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. What word that God has given you to? And all you got to do now is just worship and believe. That's what he said. What word is he giving you to? Is that to the point where all you got to do is let go and let God. That's all he's asking you to do. Let go and let me let let me show you what I can do. But this they ain't coming against you. Don't you realize that, you, that, that when you lose your job or somebody's speaking even they not, and you a child, they're not coming against you. They're coming against the God, the God in you. They come against Jesus Christ. They're not standing against you. They're kicking against the pricks and don't even know it. 
But that's what I'm saying. Set yourself. But the things that you got to do on your end, set yourself, stand still, and open your eyes and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. That's it. Let's take a quick break. Amen. God is good. We can play a little music. Amen. And um, we'll just move from there. Amen. Bless God. Again, you're listening to the show. Uh, the name of the show is When Christians Speak. I'm your host, Reverend Ray. You can reach me at 888-488-6772. The show is on on uh, every Friday at 7 p.m. And it's also on on Sundays at 5 p.m. And we do a, a Thursday noonday prayer every Thursday. Okay? Three days a week. Uh, we are looking at doing another um, um uh, day right now, maybe try to get my uh, guest in and everything, but we'll be, listen, we're going to be obedient to what God has called us to do, and whatever God's plan is for us to do, that's what we do. This is not about Ray Rose or, or, or anybody else, but this is about the glory of the Lord. This is about spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is about delivering those the, the, and setting the captives free. That's what God has called us to do. It's to set the captives free, you know. This is about that. This is about worshiping him and praying to him and praising him. I would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, by all means, call. Amen. Again, the number is 1-888-488-6772. Or uh, you can also give me a chat. Uh, on live and everything. Or by all means, listen to the archives. Uh, so far, I've did quite a few archives. And I believe that God is speaking to the people of God. Pacific instructions. Amen? Amen. Let's let's listen to some music. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. It's a song by Deborah Wilson. He endures forever. Amen?
Wagner for a few minutes. Amen. You're listening to the show when Christmas speaks. I'm your host, Reverend Ray, uh, broadcasting live from the Washington, D.C. area on a Friday. Praise God. Um, you know, I just want to glorify his name. The, the base of the show is about Friday Night Joy, man. You know, Friday Night Joy, you know, uh, and everything. So we're glad to, 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 to be on the air with you. We're glad that you're listening. Amen. Thank you all for every single one of you listening to the archive. I bless God for you. I pray that this show will continue to be a blessing into, um, to you. I pray that the, the enemy and everything that is that has come us against the people of God and stuff will be that is already defeated. <laughs> that we will realize that he's already defeated and, and be able to stand. You know, as, a, as we meet earlier, we talked about the host of it. If we stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But this, this, the people that we see in the game, the enemies that we, we don't want to see them anymore. You know, just stand still, y'all. Just stand still and fight, man. Stand still. <laughs> no, don't, don't fight. Thank God, fight. But you just stand still and know, open your eyes and see that there's greater, there's a greater number with you than in those in the world. Amen. Bless God. Bless God. We want to continue on with the scripture, um, with the chapter for the day. It's coming out of Second Chronicles. Um, um. Second Chronicles number chapter twenty, Amen. And uh, we was reading. Uh, we're gonna start back at fifteen. We read all the way down to fifteen. We're gonna start back at fifteen again, Amen. It says, um, and he said, "This is the prophet Jehoshaphat talking to him." He said, "How can he all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou king Jehoshaphat? Thus said the Lord unto you: Be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God." Verse 16 says, "Tomorrow go tell them to go, tomorrow go ye down against give them instructions again. Go ye down against them, and behold, they they come up by the cliff of Jer, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeria. And ye shall not verse 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, set yourselves. No matter said that. Set yourself, stand still, and see. Get yourself together." Stand still and open your eyes and see the salvation of the Lord is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. He's encouraging them, y'all. You know, he's exhorting them, for the Lord will be with you. And verse 18 says, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Can you imagine seeing that great number? All the, all the, all the, all the earlier in the verse, and Judah stood before, uh, verse 13 said, all Judah stood before the Lord with the little ones, the wives, and the children. Everybody, can you imagine all of them, even the kids, worshiping the Lord? Yeah, and verse 19 said, and the Levites, and the Levites, and the children of the children of Korahites, and of the children of Korahites, stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with a loud voice. Oh, how they stood up. This is the Levites. Yeah. This is the praise scene right here. This is the choir. This is the preacher. You know, they stood up with a, <laughs> they stood up with a loud voice, man, and began to praise God on high, man. They began to worship God, you know, with a God. They began to sing songs of glory to him, you know. They did. They did this that night now. Right? God told them to go out tomorrow. They began to worship God, even before knowing what the outcome was going to be. But they trusted God enough to know that, hey, God, if we're going we're gonna to seek our eyes upon thee, and we're going to watch what you do. We want to know what you're going to do about this. And we're going to believe in whatever you do. 
you know. We know that we are people who already, you know, reminded you and stuff of the covenant that we, you have with us as your people. Now, God, we're going to just wait and see what you can do. We, now, the things that you have to understand, God gave them instructions, you know. God gave them instructions of what to do and everything. You know? And the thing about it is I like if they was willing to listen to those instructions, you know. You know, they were like, I don't want to go do that. No, uh-uh. <laughs> Their life was in the balance, you know. God came and he presented himself to them mightily and everything through the word, you know. And through the word, they believed God. Amen. Let's read on. Um, uh, okay, let's start at verse verse 20, 2 Chronicles, verse 20, 20, 20. And they arose. They rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe, listen, believe in the Lord your God, so ye shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. We did again, right? And they rose up early in the morning. You know, we don't know whether it was 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever, but it was, it was early in the morning. And went forth into the wilderness. You know, they're beginning to go. They're getting their stuff together to go to the place that God has called them, them to go to. They're being obedient. You know, God gave them instructions. Then they're going forth with the instructions, you know. They're not oversleeping. They're, nobody is, is doubting and stuff like that. But here it says, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Joseph, Joseph had stood and said, he stood up and said, hear me, O Judah. You know, hear me, all my people here. And yeah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. I'm, I'm talking to everybody, you know. Uh, believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets. So shall ye prosper. You're gonna, if you believe God, you're going to be established. If you believe what the prophets say, then you're going to prosper. We're going to prosper today, y'all. We are going to be established. We already, already told you to stand still. You know, I already told you to set yourselves up and see the salvation. Open your eyes and see the salvation. Now, what I'm asking you to do, I ask you to believe. Believe what you saw. Believe what God said and just stand still. Amen. It says in verse 121, it says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. This is Jehoshaphat. That and that and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. Now here's Judah. Judah means praise, okay? He's setting singers before the army even come out. You know, you know how to sing, and God had gifted you with it. He putting you in front of the army. Then that, that, in the days, well, that will never take place. <laughs> but can you imagine, man, that if uh, the, the, uh, a country went to battle and instead of sitting out the soldier first, they think they sent out people that could sing and play instruments to glorify God first. This is what they did here. He sent out uh, uh, instruments of people that can sing, worshiping God. You know, to praise the beauty of holiness, to praise the beauty of who God is. As they went out before the army, and, and this is what they said, praise the Lord for his mercy and do it forever. That was their thing. They made a, no doubt made a song unto that same man. Praise the Lord for his mercy, y'all, and do it forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy and do it forever. And can you imagine them all in unison before the army and stuff like that? That was their banner. <laughs> they was raising their praise was their banner. But must be said in earlier in the broadcast that praise is your weapon. Here they are using their weapon, not even 
the army is behind them and everything, you know, because God told them to go out now. But here they are praising God, worshiping Him, you know, you know, glorify Him, making a loud noise unto Him and stuff like that. Now, what kind? It was that. What kind of confidence was that being done, praising and blessing God's name, knowing not knowing where they're going out there to die or to perish, but be, believing on God's word that they should not perish, you know, and stuff like that. Not doubting, but believing that they will overcome this thing that they've already said that they're not their battle. So here they are worshiping God and blessing God. Name it, worshiping, and the army is behind them. And you know they got to be confident too, because the same word that the praise and worship they got too, and everything. So they like, oh man, let's glorify that. So even the the, the, the singers were worshiping. I believe the whole army. I believe the whole army was worshiping God too. Amen. I believe the whole army. Let's read it, that verse again. And it says that um, and when they. Uh, I'm sorry, um, verse 2020. And they arose early morning and went forth into the wilderness, and they went forth to so, hear me. Okay, let me go to verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers to the Lord, and, and that should praise the beautifulness. So they went out before the, the army and, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 22, 2nd Chronicles 20 22. And when they began to sing to praise the Lord, to praise, I'm sorry. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the children Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, and Mount Seir, which which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Listen, <laughs> because they began to praise, because they began to worship, because they began to glorify God and everything, and because they listen, keyword, because they were being obedient to Him, then. So they in other words, they pray, they they praise and they worship God in spirit and in truth. You know the spirit part of it because they're being obedient in the truth part of it because they know what God said. So they're going by what He's saying and they're marching on. Amen. They begin to praise God and worship God to the point, man, and said that <laughs> to the point, you know, that the, the, the enemy was smitten. That the enemy. That God set an ambush against the children of Ammon, and that they were smitten, man. Verse 23 says, For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly displayed and destroyed them. And when they hit me, the end of the heavens of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Listen, he turned them all again. Then you know what I'm saying about God, man? He turned them all against each other. Did you realize that he'll do that with your enemy? Your enemy have gathered their heads together, came up with a plan to destroy you, to get to take you out, to make you lose your job, or make you lose your mind, or whatever, and stuff like that. The enemy has did this and everything, but he is God, man, with all his might and all his power, and this is what he do. This is what he do. He set a confusion among them. He set up an ambush. He ambushed They didn't even know what was happening. They began to, to fight one another. They begin to kill one another and everything. And, and again, the background is what's coming towards them. They hear praise. They hear worship of the singers. They hear the soldiers. They know they're coming and stuff like that. You know, but they hear all this stuff going on in, in the background, man. Praise. Praise. While they're praising, their battle's been fought by God. Why? Because he said it's not, it's not your battle, it's mine. So he's fighting the battle by turning the enemy against the enemy. You know, now these guys was all... These yeah, the same people that had got their head together, got got brand new weapons and got all the horses and the chariots and God know whatever, created some new stuff and they had made their mind up that they was coming against coming against Judah. 
and made their mind that they were coming against them big time to destroy them and take the land and possess it and no doubt make them slaves. They all of a sudden, whatever they had, <laughs> broke down, man. Talk about communication breakdown. Communication broke down to the point where, you know, whether it was jealousy, you know, whatever the, the spirit that came in and began to destroy them and stuff like that was in, you know, to the point that they, 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 they first they destroyed Seer, and then the, the Ammon and the Moabite went against each other. Now, these are brothers in the spirit, I mean, in a way, well, maybe not, but I'm not sure. But anyway, they, they, they begin to fight against each other. And listen, um, verse 24 says, and when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness. They looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. Wait a minute. This was a great multitude. No doubt, this was thousands upon thousands. It was more than what Judah had or Israel had to the point, more than Judah had to the point where they went to seek God for help. You know, otherwise, if they thought they would have said, the question becomes, would they ask God? But, you know, which is what we do sometimes, you know. We want God to fight the, the big battles, but, but we should let God fight all our battles, man. You know, because we know that he's going to overcome. We might not overcome our small battles, amen. But move, let me move on. I'm sorry. But um, it says that um, when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies falling to the earth, and none escaped, man. Uh, talking about a battle that God can fight, none escaped. None, y'all. None escape. Amen. Listen, you listen to the show when Christian speaks. I'm your host, Reverend Ray. The number is 888-488-6772. It's a commercial break. Uh, letting you know that we broadcast um, live on Thursdays for 12 noon. Amen. Every every Thursday, every week. Uh, we also broadcast on Fridays at 7 p.m. Amen. Every Friday. Uh, and then we broadcast on Sundays at 5 p.m. Like love to hear from you. Love you to join us. Or you can always go and listen to the archives. God bless you. Love you much. Uh, let's continue to move on. Amen. Um, yeah, and we're talking about this, man. That's just like, wow. Wow. There were dead bodies fall falling to the earth and none escaped. You know, millions, maybe hundreds of thousands of soldiers and nobody. You know, there's usually like a couple, or one or two people that they usually come through in a bottle, you know, or whatever. Uh, they're wounded, or, you know, but they make it through. Nobody escaped. Nobody. Can you do, can you imagine what that did to the morale of the countries these guys came from, man? And they realized that their sons, their sons, none of their sons or the king, and they returned back. And verse 25 said, and when Joseph had, and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance in both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they... Now, wait a minute. Let me, let me get that. And these guys came to war. <laughs> they came. They were so overconfident that they were going to win this battle that they bought their precious jewels and, and riches and, 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 and stuff like that and all kinds of good stuff <laughs> with them, you know. They were overconfident. They were over, talking about being overdressed, but anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, let me read it again. When Joseph and his people came to take away the spoils of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they should carry away. And that, and they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Man, wait a minute now. Here's this huge army. Okay. God allowed them to turn on themselves. Yeah. And this just give you another idea how huge this army was and how much stuff that they had, that it took them three days. Uh-huh. They were, they, and they were 
three days and gathering the spoil. It was so much. It was so much stuff, man. That made you make that go, let, allowed you to know. You should imagine it, the magnitude of the force that was coming against them, and God fought that battle. There's a magnitude of forces that might be coming against you right now, but let God fight your battle. And the spoils that is left from it is greater than anything you can have. They took them three days, three days to collect the spoils, man. Three days. You can tell me that. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, man. There's nothing, nothing too hard for God to do. Nothing, y'all. He's there for you, you know. He's there for you. He's watching over you and stuff like that. Just like he did with Jehovah. He watched over them. You know, you know, we don't have to fight all the time. We don't have to fight this battle. All we got to do is stand still and see. Open our eyes and see the salvation. You know, equip ourselves. Get ourselves together. You know, you know, we don't do that enough, you know. Get ourselves together. Cut back in, in reality and know that we are children of the Most High God. That we've been bought with a price. That we belong to him, you know. That kind of thing, man. We need to do that. Amen. I'm going to read that verse again. It says, And Joseph had them people came to take away the spoil of them. They found among them in abundance both riches with the, with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they can carry away. And they they and they were there three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Now, they was they took them three days to gather. Check what verse twenty six is. And on the fourth day, this is after they gather all the stuff, all the spores and all that kind of stuff. Took them three days to do. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley Barakasha, for they, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the valley Barakasha, until this day. They blessed God, man. They blessed the Lord. They began to praise God, you know, because it was nothing, you know, nothing but the good, by the grace and by the power and by the word of God that their enemy failed, you know, all because they knew what to do. They, look, it started from the head up, man. You know, it started from President Obama on up, you know, President Obama on down. It started from the House of Representatives. It started from the senators. The senators. It started from the elected, state elected. They decided to try God. They decided to seek after the Lord. And that's what this, this, if this country and the leaders in this country did that on a regular, consistent basis, man. You know, and he did it. Listen, the thing is, Joseph had did this publicly, you know. He did this publicly. He didn't do this behind closed doors, you know. He cowed the people together publicly as the leader of the country and stuff. What would take place if our leaders in this country do the same thing, you know, publicly, God is God is God. Amen. Amen. And it says that on the fourth day they assembled themselves in the valley of Barakah, for they there they there for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore the name of the same place was called the Valley of Barakha unto this day. And verse twenty seven says, Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again into Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord has had made them to rejoice over their enemies. Listen, the Lord has made them to rejoice over their enemies. Say it again, Ray. The Lord has made them to rejoice over their enemies. The God has made you to rejoice over your enemies. You can rejoice over your enemies even though you don't see, you see the outcome where God has already ordained for you to take place. You can rejoice. You can rejoice over the circumstances in your life that you're, you're facing even though you haven't seen the outcome of it yet. Because that's what God wants to do. 
He wants us to rejoice in the good season and praise him in the good season, but he also wants us to praise him in the bad season. He wants us to praise him all the time. I mean, we should have a praise. When you when you first step step on the floor, there should be a praise or a prayer in your mouth, man. And look, verse 28 says, And they came to Jerusalem with, with soldiers and, and harps and trumpets into the house of the Lord. And the fear of the, listen, verse 29, And the fear of God was on all kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. All across the world, all across the land, all across boundaries and different countries and dialects and whatever, the fear of the Lord fell upon them because they knew that God fought for Israel. Does you know that when when the enemy found out that God is fighting for you, there's a fear factor that takes, a, takes over him? So that, so and it says that, verse 30 says, the realm of Joseph was quiet. For his, for his God gave him rest round about. And it says, it was, goes on to say, Joseph reigned over Judah. And he was 30, 35, 30 and 5 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was uh, Abazar. Azubah and his daughter was Shisha. And he walked in, he looked, man, you know, the fact is that Jehoshaphat was able to do something, man, that was mind-boggling. You know, that was mind-boggling. He had enough sense to go after, to cheat God first. He knew he was outnumbered. You might know that you're outnumbered. You got manifold temptation or manifold trials or situation or sickness all around you they're surrounding you like in the off degree you know it's like a, maybe it's like a dark cloud or something like that that is surrounding you and it's so powerful to the point you just don't know what to do next Joseph has said the same thing God I don't know what to do but I know one thing but if I seek you <laughs> that's why I'm seeking because I really don't know what to do I don't know what to do, God. I'm seeking up the see if I can find that verse again. Amen. It says, um, here, here, verse 12. It says, O our God, will not thou judge them, for we have no might against them. This great company. God, we ain't got no armor to even come even close to what they got. This, got, this great company that come against us. Neither, neither know we what to do. God, I don't, we don't know what to do. You know, Nothing we do will make a difference or make a dent in this army. But our eyes are put. That's the word. That's the word right there. Our eyes, God, my eyes, no matter what my circumstances, no matter what doctors are saying, no matter what they're saying in the courtroom or whatever and stuff, my eyes is upon you. That you would do what you promised to do. That you would be God to me in everything. That you would avouch me, Lord Jesus. That you will cause me to walk in your righteousness, to seek out for the things of you. My eyes are on you, God. That's where it's at. It's on you. You know, because otherwise I'm lost. If you don't do it, it won't get done. If you don't fix it, it won't get fixed. If you don't redeem me, if you don't save, if you don't help my child out, my sister out, my husband out, my wife out, if you don't come and show your glory to me, God, I don't know what, because I don't know what to do. The only one I can depend on is you. I can't go nowhere else, Jesus. You know, where should I go? I can't go away from you and stuff like because you're talking about eating your flesh, but I, can, I ain't got nowhere to go. There's nowhere I can go. I want to. This is a place I want to be. You have the words of life, Peter. You have the words of life. Where, where, where can I go? The best I can do is offer myself to you and say, "Have your way in my life, God." That's it. That's it. 
you know, and we need to take on that, 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 not a Jehoshaphat, but take on that mentality, you know, that it's that number one, that I'm going to seek after, seek after you, you know, I'm going to place my eyes on you, I'm going to depend on you, God, you know, and I'm going to trust you to, for you to be God in my life, you know, because Jehoshaphat could have went a different way, he could have, and like most of us do, you know, is if we try to bargain, he could have went and tried to bargain his way out of it, you know. Said, look, let me give you some riches and let me give you some things that's, that's in the temple or whatever. He could have bargained his way out of that. He could have attempted to bargain his way out of that, you know. Or let me send some emissaries to you. Or let me marry, let you marry one of my daughters or whatever. Is that would appease you or remind you, you know, that we have a, a covenant relation, you know, you know, because of um, Ismail. And he could have did all that. All, that, all those kind of things could have taken place, but he didn't. The very thing that he did is he sought after God, and he didn't just seek after God himself. He had the people, the people follow him as a leader. He, he had the people do the same thing, you know, the little ones, <laughs> the wives, and the children. So you got all the hosts of hosts of Judah, man, standing in agreement on one accord, on one accord. You know, can you imagine what what took place in heaven when God saw that? You know, when that took place, can you imagine with God? He's like, oh, those are my children, those are my people. That's my covenant that I made with them. I gotta go fight this battle. I'm let, look, I'm going. But since they came to me like this, and and all and stuff, and all the one accord and ready to sacrifice and and all this kind of stuff too, I gotta go find out. What's going on? I gotta go present myself, you know, to them. And that's what he does, man. That's what he that's what God does for us. Amen. Amen. Listen, we can take another another short break. We'll play some more music and um we'll just go from there. Amen. 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 Bless God. <sighs> Thank you. 
And we're just having a great time. We're just talking about joy. We're talking about rejoicing him even in the midst of the storm. We're talking about praising him no matter what the what the what, what the outcome or what the surrounding looks like or even what the noise <laughs> was sound like. But just get into a place where you just begin to worship God. Amen. And let's go to Psalms uh, thirty five twenty seven. I love the Psalms, man. Thirty five twenty seven. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continue. Let the Lord be magnified, which have pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And twenty eight says, And my tongue shall speak of the right thy righteousness of that and of thy praise all the day long. Listen, I want God, I wanna just praise you, I wanna worship you, I wanna glorify your name all day long. Every chance I get, I wanna lift up praise to you. You know, even when I don't feel like it, I wanna lift up praise to you. Even when somebody's getting <laughs> It was somebody's getting on my last nerve at work, God. Let me live up praise. And especially when my flesh speaks up and I begin to get angry or upset, let me return back into praise unto you, God. Let my spirit begin to rejoice in you. And that's what the, that's what this is about, God. Let me rejoice in you. For you are my God. You are my Savior. You are my life. And I can do nothing without you. Amen. Let's read some more scriptures. Amen. Talking about Psalms. Let's go to uh Amen. Let's go to two 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 two. Um Psalms forty two four. Let's read it what it says. Amen. It says, When I remember these things, alright, alright, let's go back to forty two two. Let's start there. Uh, I'm sorry, forty two one. It says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsted for God, for the living God. When shall I come? When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holiday. Why art thou cast down on my soul? He began to encourage. Why art thou disquiet in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. God, I'm going to praise you. I know I'm down. I know people have turned again, but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to turn this thing around and say I'm going to make a decision to glorify your name. I'm going to make a decision to be joyful. Oh, it says, 42, 6 says, Oh my God, my soul is cast out within me. Therefore, I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hamanites and from the hill of Mesa. Uh, deep hill of Mesa. Amen. Say, God, I'm going to continue to praise you. I want to just get my, get to the place with you and stuff like that. I'm not worried about anybody else. You know, I'm not worried about anything else, God, but I'm grabbing hold of you and I won't let go. <laughs> I won't let go till you bless me. I won't go let, let go till you restore me, to restore me to my former glory, to restore me to the place that I, I'm not where I want to be, but a place I need to be with you based off your promises and based off your covenant. Let me hold on to you with all I got. It's all the strength in me. Let me hold on to you, Lord Jesus, to the point when you begin to do something miraculous and wonderful in my life. I got no place else to go. <laughs> Jehoshaphat. I got, I got nowhere else to go. I got no one else to turn to but you. You know, no one can do it like you. You know, you know. 
the great the, the, the greatness of the army and the, the enemy and the trials and everything that's coming to me is is too much for me to even deal with. But with you, God, I'm looking towards the hills where coming my help. And truly, y'all, look, check it out. My help cometh from the Lord. My help cometh from the Lord. One more time, Ray. My help cometh from the Lord. That's where I'm at. I'm depending on you. You know, I'm having faith in you. I'm believing in you. <laughs> I'm trusting in you and knowing that you got it. Knowing that you are in control. Knowing, God, that you are after me. That you are covering me. That you are covering us. You know? That's the prayer for you today. To let, to let you know that God is covering you no matter what. You know? That it's not your battle. Stop trying to fight something that ain't yours to fight it away. <laughs> That's what we do. We do that well, you know? You know, we put our nose in God's business. Like, God, I'm like, wait a minute. I actually do that. <laughs> let me do this. You know, we do it and we mess it up, and then we want to give it right to God after we done messed it up and stuff. And he said, look, all you got to do, you know, and he graciously, you know, he'll let us go through our little things and, you know, you know, you read what you sow, he'll let us deal with it. But at the same time, man, he'll say, okay, you know, you've been bought with a price. Amen. Amen. Listen, you listen to Reverend Ray. The name of the show is When Christian Speaks. I thank you for listening um, and calling in and everything. God bless you. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, do a little prayer, and then we're going to sign out off and everything. Again, you can listen to the show. Um, we broadcast on every every Friday, amen, at, uh, at 7 o'clock. Um, we also broadcast on Sundays, amen, at 5 o'clock. And we also broadcast on Thursdays. We have what we call a noonday prayer, you know, and we just get together and anybody want to pray or prayer requests or whatever, and that's what we do. You know, again, this is all about you to give all about God, to give God all the glory, you know, and and to, to intercede on behalf of the people of God. Amen. We do have some other things and just in the work. Um, and hopefully we'll go to more days where we'll let God lead that too. We ain't do it. Listen, we ain't doing nothing before it's time to do it. Amen. Um, but uh, I'm excited about being on the air with Blog Talk Radio. I'm excited about doing what I'm doing now. Um, I had some positive feedback, you know, about the show. And I pray that God will continue to give me the strength and give me the wisdom and, I, and give me the know-how to do what I'm doing so the show will get better. Amen. And it will be a show that for God's people, that he will pour his spirits as the words of ex, ex, um, uh, exhortation and encouragement goes forth. Um, I do, the gift of exhortation is one of my strong gifts. Amen. I love to talk to God's people. I love to encourage them and tell them and remind them just as how much God loves them and how much God desires for them. You know, I do. I love to do that. You know, in fact, I don't think I'd probably do it often enough. You know, and a prayer for me, God, is make me the same all the time, all the way when it comes to the things of you. You know, that I always speak about you and I always talk about your glory. You know even when I'm singing and even when I'm dancing or whatever, that I magnify your name, God. This is important, you know. 
And uh, uh, again, you can read my bio about my testimony about being a heaven stroke. Uh, uh, one of the things that took place also was that I mean, there was a heart condition for a while. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like one sickness after another. But yes, dear God brought me through all that, you know. You know, I remember thinking I was having a heart attack, went to the doctor, and uh, they did all the tests, and they was ready to do the um, the piece when they put it, uh, the, um, I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, they was ready to do the put a piece into the heart, and when they went inside, they found no blocks whatsoever, none whatsoever. I'm telling you, y'all, God has been good to me. He has spared my life time after time. Again. So anything I can do to please him, you know, to speak to the people of God, to teach, you know, and to be teachable, <laughs> and to be teachable, to give a testimony, to glorify his name, <clears throat> I'm willing to do at this point in my life, you know. I'm willing to do. I'm sold out. And we all should be sold out when it comes to the things of God. The time of this planned church, of pity-patting church, and in, in the world, it's over with. Jesus is soon to come. He is so soon to come. He is. All the signs are in place. And, and I'm not trying to scare nobody, you know, or, you know, beat you down. No, none of that kind of stuff. Listen, you got no, you got no God for yourself. We, all the preachers and the bishops can talk to their blue in face. But if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in your heart and stuff, you need not even listen to the minimum. But you got no God for yourself. But there needs to be a warning to go out into all the world, into all the, the governments and everything, to everyone, to let them know that Jesus Christ is starting to come back. But this is the time that he says, stand in the holy place and begin to look up. We're seeing signs all over, y'all. We're seeing signs all over what's going on. You know, men become definitely become love more lovers of themselves. They have, you know, churches have definitely turned against parents. <laughs> you know, there's definitely wars and women's wars that's going on. You know, they are. There are all kinds of craziness going on in this world right now. You know, and the task for us is that where are you, and where am I in my relationship with Jesus Christ? You know, would He look at me and say, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." A way you should depart from me, you wicked servant. I never knew you, you know. Where's your relationship with Jesus Christ today? You know? You know? How do how how does God see you? Does he see you a reflection of himself? Does Jesus look look at you and see example of himself and not you, not your flesh, but the spirit of God that dwells in you? The Holy Spirit, you know, does he see that? You know, I don't know why I'm talking about this now, and this is <laughs> the broadcast. But I just want to encourage everybody, man. Continue to seek God's face. Continue to love on your family. All right? Continue to protect your children. You know? Continue to do everything that God has today. And don't be afraid. You know? One of the whole things about Jehoshaphat we were reading in, in, in chapter 20 is the concept of that word, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Fear not. God is with you. God is with you. And he's not only with you, he's also with your family. I don't care whether it's the kind of disease or sickness. I don't care what the doctor say. I don't care about anything kind of thing. I've seen on many occasions how God can come through and heal, you know, when the doctors had given up. When the doctors say, oh, you got sick three months. And I'm talking about myself. When the doctors came up and said, oh, you got a month to live and person live for another year, you know, or whatever, because God wasn't through with them yet. God still had a plan for them in their life. There was somebody that they needed to talk to and everything. So they went on, you know. Same principle, as long as you have breath, you have, a, you have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord or repent. 
you know, or get saved, or have your life change around, you know. Nobody got to beat you inside the head. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. Not from this, not from this ministry. Uh, it, has to be your, it has to be your choice. And you have to do it from your own heart. And the only one that can see your heart is Christ. It's God. He knows your heart. You know? He knows your heart. And so, the only one that can do that. But my prayer is for you. That you would get to know him. And the beauty of his holiness. That's my prayer for you. Amen. Let's go play some more music here. And uh, we're going to sign on in just a, uh, just a little bit. Amen. Where hope needs to be restored, we pray for hope. Where faith needs to be 
giving God for the message of faith, God, me to be operating completely in their life. We pray for that. Whatever needs to be done, God, allow your people to return back to their first love, and that first love is in you, Jesus Christ. We pray right now, God, for the opening of our eyes so that we might see that there's more with, with us than in them that is in the world, God. We might see that there's chariots upon thousands upon chariots of fires of your angels, Lord, Lord Jesus, standing behind us, God, and ready to support us, God, and ready to defend us, God, and ready for fight for us, Lord Jesus, for the battle is not ours but yours. Come, Lord Jesus, with all your might and all your glory and all your holiness. Do what you do best, God. Begin to restore those things that are broken. Begin to break those things that are wrong, right, God. Whatever needs to be done, you can do it. We can depend on you. We know that you have our power in your hand. We know that you have everything in your hand. So, God, you bless these that are those that are listening to this show. You bless those that are going to be archived in this archive this show, God. You bless them, Lord Jesus, to the point where their lives be changed, God. You bless even me, God, as you continue to put words in my mouth, God, in the, in the meditation of my spirit and my heart, Lord Jesus, that I will only say those things that you have given me to say, God, that I will stay true to the, the sound doctrine that, that, that you are about, Lord Jesus, that I will continue to show love for the people of God. You change me, God, and make me and mold me like you, Lord Jesus, to the point when I go where you say go, I say what you have said, what you want me to say, Lord, and I do what you want me to do. Bless this broadcast, God, in every way that is needed. You know the private prayers that I have for this broadcast, God. I pray that you will be blessed upon it, Lord Jesus. I pray that you will continue to increase the numbers, Lord Jesus. Not so that I can be seen by man, God, but so that you will get the glory, God. For truly, this is what this is all about. This is about you getting the glory. We do pray this prayer. In Christ Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Yes, this is the show. This is the prayer time slot. But also on the air on every Friday, amen, at 7 o'clock p.m. Amen. And then we're on the air on Sundays at, uh, at on Sundays at 5 p.m. Amen. So you're on the air three times a day. We are working on some other things to get on the air a little bit more often and do some different things other than you guys hearing my voice. But uh, God is good and he's faithful and everything. And I'm excited about the goodness and the mercy of God. I'm excited to know that he's operating your life. I'm excited if, if you're being healed or you're being taught. I'm excited for what God is doing in his life towards his people, for those that are called by him. His name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You have a good day again. I pray that. You.